0: All right, how's it going everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future and how the two collide. Today I'm very excited to be talking to David Vargas, who's the founder and creator of Roam.js. Welcome to the show, how's it going? Hey Matt, uh, thank you for having me, glad to be here. Excited to have you on, I'm looking forward to learning more about what you are working on. For people that haven't heard of Roam.js, what is that? What are you working on?
1: Yeah, so Rome Research is a note-taking app. Um, You can think of it similar to Notion or Evernote or Obsidian. There's a bunch of these tools for thought apps in this space. Um, But Rome was one of the first ones to enable people building extensions on top of it. So you can think of Rome extensions as similar to being uh, Chrome, like Chrome extensions, but except it's specific to Rome. So just like in the Chrome Play Store, you would go and find a, an extension that integrates with your app of choice or does some extra feature and you just like click install now you can go to rome.js uh, which is currently the largest or most extensive library of rome extensions and pick a an integration or extra set of functionality functionality specific to you that you would want to add to your rome graph so
0: for for you, um, I mean, what what are some examples of things you you, you you could you could add to Rome or like customize or what have you know What have you done? I myself am a Rome user. I would say I'm like level maybe two out of ten. So like I I know the basics. I know maybe a little more than the basics, but like I'm sure not an expert here. So like, what are some of the things you can do with this like extra layer on top of Rome?
1: Yeah. So some examples include a Google calendar integration. So if you want to on your daily note page, be able to automatically ingest your events for today, there is a Google calendar extension that you can then hit install and and import and it'll import your Google calendar events. Um, One of the premium extensions is called the static site extension where you can take the contents of of your own graph and basically use it as a CMS for your own personal website which is how like my, my personal website is currently run now, is using the Rome, my ROM graph as content or a sub, sub, subset of that Rome graph and then hitting a button that overlays a like UI button that says deploy and I can just straight from the Rome graph, click a button and deploy the contents from my Rome graph onto my public uh, website. And there's like everything in between. So there's all sorts of integration UI elements um, that, you, that any user could find um, from the site.
0: How did you even like decide to spend, spend your time creating this? Like what's the origin story for Roam.js and like uh, why, uh, why work on top of Rome versus do something else, uh, you know, for this specific project? Yeah.
1: So I left my job in August 2020 uh, on a desire to want to have more of a public presence and also to be able to work on things that connect to end users more directly. So this led me down the road of, or trying to answer this question of like, how can you work exclusively on open source projects, um, but still make money and be sustainable um, long-term. The, so I started hacking on a bunch of different projects. I was a Roam user at the time. So uh, that led me to doing some like Roam extensions and the projects that I worked on that had the most users or had the most momentum were the Roam extensions I was creating. So I released like one, then another one, then I put myself on a schedule of releasing two a week. And then that then I wanted a, a home to house all of them so that people can like see related extensions and that inevitably um, iterated towards becoming Rom.js. Um, but I still view Rom.js as sort of like a, an experiment or a playground for myself of testing different ideas on like how somebody who's exclusively making or working on open source content, how can they use that to
0: make a, make a living? So, I mean, you just said that this is kind of, you know, you're an experiment or playground or test ground. And we were talking about before, um, before we started recording, how you uh, are like interested in building lots of stuff and diversifying and doing, doing all sorts of stuff. Like, how do you kind of think about what you want to spend time in general. Like you just explained for Roam.js, you know, why you wanted to work on this. But as you kind of look at other potential creative endeavors, like how do you decide what to work on or spend your time investing and building something?
1: Yeah, there's sort of two factors. One is uh, where my own interests or problems I like run into. Uh, lie and then the second is what other people who know what i'm working on what are they interested in using so uh, like i said i started working on rome stuff because I, I used rome and other people liked what i was building and they wanted to be able to use it as i built rome there was this page on the website that i called the queue where um, I would like list a bunch of project ideas that I had for Rome.js and people can go and fund a particular project idea. And that would like move it up the queue so that I would prioritize whichever was on the, the queue and do that one next. That like module, that little, um, yeah, that page that I had for Rome.js, it was again, me testing out that idea in the context of Rome.js. And now I want to split that out into its own product. Now that I've had a couple people reach out to me expressing interest, uh, for something like that. So it's very much, you know, week by week feeling out like where, like what people like where, where my conversations with others are heading and like where my own like roadblocks are hitting. Like if I want to, uh, if I'm experiencing a problem in that area and want to like solve that for myself, I
0: can, and then, um,
1: see if other people would be interested as well.
0: Totally kind of reading the market and kind of your own, your own interests as well. And it, and I guess on that note, like if you were to kind of look out five years, 10 years in your career, building different projects, um, you know, and just different things that you're doing, where do you see kind of yourself in like five years, 10 years, obviously it's really hard to know when there's, you know, yeah. there's so much going on, but like, if you had to guess or you had to like project, um, where do you see you and your projects or companies being, you know, in, in, in a decade or two? Yeah, are you familiar with uh, Peter Levels? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, so Peter Levels
1: is very much like a like an icon or like a like an idol figure in my head of like where I would want to be. So the some like very distinguishing properties about him is the fact that he has. If you go like go to his Twitter profile, he has like eight like apps that he has currently live and making money for him. He had a tweet the other day where he said that he's like released like 70 different web apps and only like four or five of them have made money for him um and sort of just this idea of like taking it like a bunch of shots on goal until you see ones that click with uh with your target uh target market so that's what I'm hoping to get to is and right now I think he's saying that he's making around like 3 million a year off, like cumulative office projects, which is incredible. Um, and so I sort of want to be like the open source version of that where like, yeah, I have my own like portfolio of projects that are helping me like be able to, you know, feed myself, pay rent, et cetera, et cetera. But also then are like helping people in whatever markets like those
0: apps service. In order to kind of help you get there. um, And yeah, Pete, I remember when I first discovered uh, Peter, I'm just like, wow, this guy is such a badass. (laughs) Like uh, everything that he's built and it's just like attitude on everything, you know, in, in order to kind of get to, whatever that is for you, you'll need some help, right? You know, you, you'll need customers or maybe investors, you know, maybe just help help along the way. So my question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help you kind of on your journey to get there? Are you hiring for help? Are you looking for investors, looking for customers or partners? You know, how can we assist?
1: Yeah. uh, I think the biggest thing would be users uh, because I operate. And so like, especially with Mm Rome.js, like, I'm at a point where none of the ideas that I'm working working on are my own. They've all been generated based on feedback that users have given me. Um, And I see this evolving very much into like my future projects um, or this sort of mindset evolving into my future projects. And so in order to get feedback, I need users first. Um, And so like the next product I'm working on is called Work in Public that I'm hoping to launch um, relatively soon. So I would want like, uh, I definitely... Would appreciate like getting being able to find users for that and then uh you know whatever other project that i work on in the future looking for people who would be interested um in and using and trying it up, trying it up
0: and if someone wants to learn more about roam.js or just follow you kind of on the internet or find you online how can they how can they find you do you have a website social media does roam.js have, have have an internet presence you know how can they kind of find what you're working on on the internet
1: yeah. So, rumjs, you can find it at rumjs.com, and then to find out more about me, I'm mo- most of I'm mostly present on Twitter. So that's twitter.com slash dvargas92495.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, having me.